done with that asshole for now yeah he seems like an asshole yeah um yeah so also you know he does w uh double w's uh-huh and double v's yeah i guess to mimic the the aquarius symbol which is just a bunch of jaggies uh but also he spells can well no, that's him abbreviating kanaya's name oh oh Hmm. Oh, does that that does that make some of what he said make more sense yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah. Like that was part of it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah, if I remember right, he just abbreviates everyone's name to a three-letter word. Okay. Oh, let's have Katana return to her room. There's a lot to do before you enter. There'll be a lot of people to talk to and help along the way. No, not meddle with or mediate. Help! Damn it. You're very helpful. You have a lot of inside information on what you and your co-players are about to face. You are jacked tight the fuck into this thing. So many ways we don't even know what to say anymore. And it's not just cloud visions, either. You have another source. she got a pile of, pile of pillows, kind of like Jade's pile of... Yeah, just a pile of, like, beautifully embroidered pillows. Mm-hmm. If she can border J- uh, Rose's pillow to score oh, yeah. her mother. <laughs> of course, it all comes full circle. The most important thing in Homestuck. Yeah. Uh, consult the source. All right, she's jumping onto her laptop and she's accessing that server that Rose set up in the furthest ring. Yeah. Hmm. Next. In one dream, the clouds pointed you to the address of a server hidden in an obscure pocket of a realm unknowable to mortals. It contains a journal written by a young member of an alien species. She has documented her experiences playing the game you're about to play. You can only assume this took place a long time ago. This race is likely ancient, preceding yours by millions of sweeps, maybe billions. You like to try to imagine the adventures of these players. Were they successful in repopulating their race? Did they manage to protect their matriorb and hatch a new mother grub? Could they hold it together, or were they torn apart by the complex social dynamics and the matespritships and war allegiances and auspiticisms and cosmesisitudes that'll surely plague your group along the way? You have little doubt they succeeded with flying colors. Hmm. Uh, also, I guess we just kind of found out a backdoor kind of way what the matriorb is. It's an egg for a new mother grub. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Go us. Yay! <laughs> um, yes, yeah, she, she's reading Rose's, uh, game FAQ, as you said. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah, she says that it was it a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Right, but we know that from the troll's perspective, the Earth doesn't exist yet. Yeah. So she's wrong about that one. Yep. Uh, now I'm super excited for Kanai and Rose to meet. Yeah? Or, like, at least for her, for Kanai to realize that 
Which, also, that, that may explain why uh, Kanayo is kind of obsessed with Rose. Yeah, it would. Uh, and also, I, I still like the, her Rose's... Uh, the crazy magic signature. Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little desperate. I'm going to latch on any Rose I can. No, hey, yeah, you gotta take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. It's, it, it's been a it's while. It's been a long time. Yep, yep, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but she thinks that they succeed with flying colors. Yeah, which we know that at least last time we left them, they were guaranteed to fail. Yep. And all the trolls seem to know that they were guaranteed to fail. Yeah. But let's go next. Well, you wanted more rows, there you go. Yeah! Have some troll rows. You have little doubt that a victory was because of their leader, a great heroine, the tentacle therapist. From what she recorded, it seems the group had very little knowledge of what they were getting into. And yet they appear to have been the only of their kind to have risen to the challenge in a session stacked heavily against them. You're convinced her leadership was the difference. It'd be nice to have a chance to talk to her. Alas, she's likely been dead for millennia. Only the incomplete record of a long-forgotten quest remains. On the other hand, if you were to discover her quest ended in failure, it might be somewhat disillusioning. But that thought never crossed your mind. Yeah, it might be disillusioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that troll that troll rose. Yeah, it's a good troll rose. I I think I've seen fan art of that. Oh, have you? Yeah. I can believe it. I, I, I've, I've seen some uh, some fan art of the trolls, of the humans as uh, trolls. Yeah, that's that's a pretty popular thing. Uh, and I, I like that uh, John has... Uh, his, his troll horns are his buck teeth. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's kind of what Carcat's horns are already. Yeah. Also, you just shared with me a picture of a human Kanaya meeting a troll rose. Yeah, I thought you'd yeah. like that. That's a pretty cute little drawing. Mm -hmm. Um, let's go, let's have Tavros enter. Having narrowly dodged obliteration, you take your place as the Page of Breath in the land of Sand and Zephyr. Looks like a little farm. It is, yeah, in the middle of a desert. In the middle of nowhere. Eustace uh -huh. and Mario. But <laughs> uh, in, in time. <clears throat> Tavros! Go outside and look what I built for you! You are going to flip! Okay. It's all stairs. It definitely looks like all stairs. Oops, all stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, next. I think this is probably meant to antagonize me. What are you talking about? Look at my beautiful building! Don't you think it's about time someone got a little creative with this game? Uh, maybe. Everyone always wants to do things the boring way. Didn't we make a truce, Tavros? That we would try to be less boring from now on? You don't want to break your truce with me. Do you, Tavros? No. Great. Now get climbing. Please don't read this as a boring thing, I hope, but it's physically impossible to do that, mostly. Man, I knew it. Toria Snooze is back in action. 
why don't you like in like a not boring way build like more inclined surfaces like you did over there maybe you could color them with fun colors so you won't think they're boring and get angry with me again I built that ramp because we were in a hurry to save your life remember a dead Tavros is even more boring than an alive and crippled Tavros by a slim margin my stair structure is lovely and I'm not changing it now hop out of your wheel device and get climbing uh climbing or crawling whatever stop being so helpless it's pathetic it'll take a long time what's the rush you're in the game safe and sound look in the sky do you see any meteors i sure don't but there are, are imps around and i'll be sort of defenseless lying down on the stairs ah <sighs> you did not just use that excuse we both know you can commune with these things Hey, why don't you psychically command them to carry you up? Oh my god, that's a great idea! Once again, leave it to Briska to come up with the creative solutions. I wouldn't really want to make them do that. I just don't understand why we can't do this the easy way. What good would that do you? Whatever the purpose of this game is, it makes you work hard for it. That way you become stronger along the way and you're better prepared for whatever's next. Remember when we used to flarp together? It was the exact same principle, and that's why you were always outmatched. You were too soft and not well prepared. Nothing comes easy, Tavros. That's why we go through the trials in the brooding caverns when we're young, to make sure we're strong when we come out. Do you remember the trials, Tavros? Not very well, no. Well, I do, and they were a bitch. But now that I think about it, it'd make perfect sense if your trials were really easy by some mistake. And that's why you're such a soggy phlegm sponge, and why you got picked by such a sad, frail little Lucis. Aww. But that's okay. It probably wasn't your fault. Just a bad break. You're lucky you have me as a server player, so I can challenge you and help you get strong. Now hop out of that seat and get climbing. I'll deliver the device to you once you're at the top. Climb, pupa! Climb! Maybe I should ask Tinkerbull about this. He's really smart now that he can talk. No! You don't need help from your lame bull fairy. He's only holding you back. He's my friend. God, pathetic. This is getting frustrating. Why did I have to get stuck with the cripple? Ugh, just my luck. Do you have any idea how inconvenient this is? Do you have any sympathy for what I'm dealing with here? Uh... You're so inconsiderate. You just sit there looking smug. It's infuriating to look at you. You haven't even thanked me! Or apologized, for that matter! Uh, thanks, Friska, for, uh, saving my life. Uh, it sure was brave and heroic and pretty of you. Also, um, duh, um, I'm sorry from the bottom of my nook. Seriously, how hard would that have been? Okay, thanks, I guess. But sorry for what? For being crippled, you ass! You want me to apologize for being paralyzed? Yes! Say you're sorry! I don't want mean to be rude or boring, but that's ridiculous given uh, the circumstances. Bullshit! It's something called basic decency and civility, you fudge-blooded boor! Now get down on your useless wobbly knees and apologize! No, I don't want to. <gasps> I, even I have a hard time defending this. 
just berating someone that she put in a wheelchair about using a wheelchair. Yeah, well, and expecting him to apologize. Yeah. No, by the way, I've linked you a... Yeah, I saw. I saw. You got some kids as trolls. Now that I see it, I've seen this before. Okay, yeah. That, that yeah. artist is pretty popular. Are they? Yeah, they, they've done a lot of, like, Persona artwork and stuff. Oh, okay. They, they have a, a series where every time they get into a new fandom, they draw everyone as dogs. <laughs> okay, sure. Which I, I'm into. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, but Tavros is showing a little bit, little bit of... Well... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna hold show, on. I was going to show a little bit of spine, but... Yeah. That's mm, a poor choice of words, and probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's poor choice for multiple reasons. Yeah. Let's go next. Apologize, pupa! Apologize! Say you're sorry for being a cripple! Wee! <laughs> Even the imp's kind of looking sad about this. Yeah, yeah, I don't like... Keep constantly using the word cripple here. Yeah. I'm doing it because this is obviously a horrible person being a horrible person. Yeah, the, R- Riska is horrible. Like, even if, you know, yeah. she's an enjoyable character, like, I, you know... Oh, yeah, listen. Yes. I, I am still kind of out on where I fall in her, like, you know, whether I love how horrible she is or just kind of hate her. I, I'm i gonna say this is probably her lowest point. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. Well, <laughs> no, I guess it depends on... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she has grabbed his wheelchair with her cursor and is just jerking it back and forth violently. Um, summon Rufio. Now she's done it. She's awoken the mighty inner fury that is... Rufio! Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's... it's <laughs> that is... A uh, version of Dante Bosco's Rufio. Uh-huh. I, I, I read a bit of his reading of the comic recently. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. And he uses this panel as a avatar. Yeah, yes he does. <laughs> um, next. But, unfortunately, Rufio's not real. He's imaginary. A fake... Like a made-up friend, the way fairies are. You continue to be sad and alone. Aww. Riska. Whee! Yeah, she's just... <laughs> she's having a whale of a time. Yeah, she's loving it. Uh, next. Uh, but now her own server player has dragged her toilet over behind her. Which I'm sure has some other way of, uh, some, you know, weird troll... Lingo. Uh, if I remember right, it's Load Gaper. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> I think we heard that before. I think we have. And yeah, like she she gets nudged by it and she kind of like looks over her shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, Kanaya, mediate. Hey, what's your deal? Shouldn't you be helping me out of this jam instead of fussing with my plumbing? Just presenting a floating reminder that Tavros will need plenty of inclined services for his ascent. That's silly. I made so many ramps, you wouldn't even believe it. I specifically decided I wanted to build something ugly and boring. It's now the land of ramps and yawns. He's reported otherwise. That lousy snitch. Maybe I should take his computer away so he can't go crying to fussy fangs anymore. Maybe I should up in this load gaper over your head. No, don't! 
I'm still learning the inter interface. It could happen accidentally at any moment. I'm only trying to help him. Think of another way to help. Fine. I'll do something nice. I have an idea. I'll be right back. And for the record, I was going to do this anyway. I was just trying to make him a better player first. Okay. In the meantime, how about I serve my client player the way I think is best, and you do the same for yours? I thought I was. Riska, scurry downstairs. <laughs> yep, scurry she does. You see the meteors? It needs, like, that classic, like, Hanna-Barbera sound effect that I can't even do with my mouth. The, uh... Uh, like, like, I don't know how to describe it even. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I can't do it. Oh, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sure you were putting it under here right now? Yeah, yes. Now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that joke a lot on Teller Prize, but I'm the one editing it, so. Right, you're just screwing yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's more like I have a joke, like, at the time, like, I think of a joke at the time. Right. And I'm trying to, like, hey, future me, remember this. Yeah. Yeah, but she's scurrying down. Yeah. Next. You make your way down to one of your innumerable loot strongholds, where you stash riches and gold and jewels and prizes plundered during your campaigns. There they are, your rocket boots. You must confess, you'll find favor with just about any kind of footwear as long as it's bright red. You'd wear these striking boots even if they were broken pieces of junk. But as it happens, they work just fine and are awesome. Uh, yeah, so her rocket boots are kind of in the same kind of color scheme as the John's jetpack. Yeah, and also Bro's skateboard. Oh, yeah. Everything that is rocket-powered is... <laughs> has red flames all over it. <laughs> you know, it is red and with orange flames more. All right. But listen, <laughs> we're painting word pictures here. I think they should be accurate. <laughs> yeah, but she has a Photoshop together thing of, yes. of I like, like gold coins and diamonds. Yeah, and I, I maybe those kind of look all like fake gold and coins and fake like gems. Yeah, sorta. Like I don't know what about them like screams like you know. Those fake rubies you can get by. Right, right. It might just be that they're very saturated. Possibly, yeah. Possibly? Possibly. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to commit to it now. Possibly. All right, sure. Um, let's take them. <clears throat> All right, she does that. Oh, I see. We you know, look at her Silidex, which when she caps logs items, they go into an eight ball. Yeah, that seems... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really either. <laughs> let's go back up. That possibly could be a problem. It could be. Possibly. And uh, upstairs, Kanaya is very meticulously using the cursor to move all the smashed eight balls into one corner of the room and all the smashed, like, uh, answer thingies from inside the eight balls into another. Quit cleaning up after me! You are so ridiculous! Riska, get code. Right, yeah, she shakes up the eight ball. Next. And yeah, the uh, the code comes into view in the like viewport of the eight ball, and it's pushoos. That's really good. Yeah, that's that's a good dumb joke. <laughs> Sin code. Tavro's got it. Pushoos. <laughs> Alchemize. He made himself a little rocket car. Ah. 
I like how the imps don't really seem to be bothered, you know, like, they don't seem to be bothering them that much. Yeah, well, she mentioned he can, like, use his animal control powers on them. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Fly, pupa, fly! Fly! Yeah, he just takes off in his rocket car. He's finally flying like he always wanted. Yeah. Right into his gate. There's something on the ground that it seems like it was, like, fell. Oh, that's, I think that was the windmill that was on top of his house. Well, yeah, but down below that, there's the, uh, the alchemizer, but, like, there's something next to it that looks like it. Uh, I think that's just the, the punch designics, right? No, I, not further down, like, what's the, the totem lathe? Yeah. And then to the left of that. Oh, that's his, um, like, jousting dummy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of hard to tell. I thought those right, were, like, Oh, totally, totally. I thought those were, like, tracks. Like, you know, like, right. if something dug into the earth after it fell. Oh, sure, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, sorry. Nope, that's fine. And again, in time. So now he has amassed a whole army of uh, bad guys <laughs> that are following him into a, some kind of lizard temple. The fearsome entourage into ruin. Does that, and he's using his commune powers. Commune, commune, commune. Next. And they stick a puzzle piece into a puzzle of a frog on a wall. Yeah, that's some, that's some, that's some puzzle bullshit. <laughs> sure is. Yeah. Let's confer with teammate. Yes, another piece fits. You're making some strict progress on this puzzle. Oh, that's cool, I guess. So, so where do you think is the next one? Um, I don't know. Probably buried in the stupid sand somewhere like all the others. Uh, okay, that's mostly what I was thinking too, but it suddenly doesn't sound like you think the puzzle is cool. The puzzle sucks! All these puzzles suck. If I have to help you put one more dumb slab of boring rock into another stupid wall indention, I'm gonna put an indentation in my desk with my face! But, but, but it, uh, it looks like a frog. And that's kind of fun. Oh, Tavros. <laughs> He's trying his best. Snore. These puzzles are for wigglers. I solved way better puzzles than this in my heyday as Mindfang. Oh, look, some ruins. Oh, look, another mysterious recess in the wall. I wonder if something fits in there. It probably just opens a secret passage to more wall indentations. I am so over this puzzle. Uh, but... They, they are necessary to solve, aren't they? The find new magic artifacts and things and learn more about the lore of this land. Tavros, let me let you in on a little secret about the lore of your land. It's boring! Huh? The minds of your consorts are soft and impressionable. As easily manipulated as all those imps you've been bossing around. I've picked apart their tiny little lizard brains and seen through all the smoke and mirrors of their riddles. I've gotten the truth they're guarding. The Some great... Smoke and mirrors? <laughs> The great big mystery behind this planet. And you know what it is, Tavros? Oh, no. It's bullshit. Meaningless, boring, fanciful bullshit wrapped in flowery poems to keep you guessing. It all leads to one thing, anyway, and that's what we should put our attention on. Real gamers cut to the chase. They power through all the nonsense and go for the gold. They cheat, Tavros. It's time you learn to start cheating. I, I thought I was kind of cheating by making friends with the monsters. Well, it's a good start. You are bending the rules and getting stuff done. Okay, I'll admit, I'm fairly impressed with your progress so far. Even though you still probably haven't even killed a single enemy. Uh... No, don't bother. I know you haven't. But maybe that's okay. Maybe it's just your style, and your real strength is surrounding yourself with allies who are much stronger than you. Like me! 
I'm sure there's more than one way to up the Echeladder. In your case, probably the only way is to roll gently up the Etch ramp. The path of the invalid. Oh. oh. Yeah, I agree. Oh. <laughs> but I think it's time to stop fucking around. You need to be challenged more. I've been designing a quest for you that should test your true limits. Oh, is that what you were doing all this time? Yes. I mean, not that I, I don't appreciate it, but don't you have your own quest to do? Yeah, well, after she got me in the game, Kanaya just left me in the lurch. Probably because she's dealing with her own crisis now. Which is just as well, because I was starting to get nannied hard. You wouldn't even believe it. Nannied? So I had some time to kill. I drew you a map. Whoa. Here, take a look. It marks it'll be your new destination, where you'll find the ultimate challenge. This is basically a conversation between the two types of people who play Homestuck, uh, Undertale. Yeah, kinda. Riska is absolutely the genocide run kind of player. Yeah, it's like, I don't like, oh, that goat, like, lady was boring, so I killed her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta just skip through all the dialogue, all the characters suck. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, Vriska definitely seems like an AGDQ kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> she's got those six strats. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the map. Uh, yeah, she's got just a sort of hastily sketched map here, leading him from, uh, yeah, the little temple he's at now to some kind of windmill that apparently has uh, a gate. And she's got two different other places labeled with boring puzzles. One of them, she just has Zs. Yep. Uh, this is, yeah, this is better than the other map that we've seen. Yeah, that Terezi drew for John. Which is fair. Yeah. Where does it go? I have determined from your consorts that there's a terrible monster deep underground. It guards a horde of treasure bigger than either of us can imagine. It's called a denizen, and it's the boss of your whole planet. Tavros, you will go and face your denizen. Won't that be too difficult? It'll be the most powerful adversary you've ever met. But you can handle it. Uh, I believe in you. Uh, thanks. I mean, I respect that you have lots of, um, piratey bravado about stuff, and you type fast about it, but I think this is foolish and not sensible. I'll probably just get killed, realistically. Maybe. That's the risk you take by being a brave adventurer. But it's a good opportunity to apply your cunning. Maybe you can rally a huge army to bend to your will and overwhelm the monster. Who knows? It's up to you. This is it, Tavros. It's time to sink or swim. I should get Kanaya's advice. Or maybe Karkat, since he's leader. No! Ah, oh, God, every time. Always going and getting others to bail you out. Anyway... Kanai is missing in action, and Karkat has his head up his nook with his new stabby hate friend. Neither can help you. It's just hard to figure out if you really think this is a good idea strategically, or if you just more of the thing where you harass me but sound excited about it. Tavros, I know nobody believes me about this. Probably not even a gullible dope like you. But I actually care about your advancement as a player. Everything I've done has been to make you stronger. Okay. I still don't know what to believe about that. Ugh, you are useless. 
I'm done talking about this. Now shut up and point that cherry vehicle of yours toward the X on that map. Next up, Gate 7. Let's go. Uh... This isn't optional. You know very well that I can make you go to that gate whether you want to or not. But I'd rather it not have to come to that. What'll it be? Advance or advance? Okay, I'll go. Oh, one last thing. Equip your boy Skylark outfit. This'll be Pupa's last stand. I mean, sit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. She's basically pulling a Terezi with John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's still kind of horrible. <laughs> still, still a little bit horrible. A point cherry vehicle towards X on the map. Yep, he goes rocketing off to uh, that gate. Yep, which has it's a windmill, so it's big X. Yep. Uh, next. You proceed through what seems to be your second gate into the land of maps and treasure. The thief of light lies in wait. So that's, a, that's not his seventh gate at all. Yeah. Uh, next. And he's been caught in a spider web in Vriska's bedroom. And she's laying on her pile of eight balls asleep. Yeah. In a little white dress. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Because he was just talking to Vriska. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wake up. Oh, my. It appears Pupa Pan himself has flown through your window while you were asleep. How exciting. Surely he's here to take you away on the adventure of a lifetime. He's more dreamy and heroic than you ever imagined. But what's this? It seems the legendary boy Skylark has misplaced his shadow. He's looking everywhere for it to no avail. He's having a devil of a time, but with being paralyzed from the waist down and all, he clearly needs your help. Oh god. <laughs> she also has little fairy wings. Yep, she does. She's doing role play. <laughs> help Pupa find his shadow. Pupa, you truly are a silly goose. Your shadow's been trapped underneath your useless torso the whole time. Honestly, where else would it be, you stupid sack of shit? Uh, next. Of course, the secret to reuniting with your shadow is to get up and walk around, and play and dance and frolic. Your shadow will surely join in your gaiety. But it appears Pupa's lost the use of his legs. There'll be no frolicking in this young man's future. Unless... Unless... <laughs> Let's apply that special stardust. Everyone knows that just a pinch of special stardust, along with a happy thought, will allow any boy to get up and walk again. Everyone knows this because it's in the classic tale Pupa Pan. Young Pupa flies through the window of a fairy girl's respite block, falls on the floor, and has trouble getting up like an enormous pansy. The fairy girl then helps him walk again, and in return he teaches her to fly, even though she probably already knows how to fly, because she's a fairy. They fly out of her window together and have magical adventures for many sweeps thereafter. To be honest, you hardly know a damn thing about Pupa Pan, but you don't care. She's using that, uh, mat, that, that magic dust that... Oh, that, uh, that Gamzee had, uh, yeah. Yeah, which we, I think we talked about was probably just glitter. Uh-huh. Next. Pupa remains as pathetic and useless as ever. The Stardust did nothing! Probably because it's just glittery powder with no magical properties whatsoever and is basically bullshit. Because in case it wasn't clear, 
Magic isn't real, and neither are miracles. Or... It could just be that Pupa has failed to have a happy thought! Your duty is clear. You'll have to make him have happy thoughts. Uh, let's make Pupa have happy thoughts. She has picked him up by the collar, <laughs> and he is trembling in fear. Next. And she smooches the shit out of that boy. If he's waving his arms all crazy. Yeah, um, so, I, it, not that it excuses it in the slightest. I feel like Riska's whole thing is that it is basically the troll equivalent of, oh, I like that kid, and I'm a kid, so I'm gonna, like, bully them. Yeah. It's just that they're violent monster people, so her version of bullying, uh, like, over-confused feelings is horrible. Yeah. Is paralyzing someone and then yes. mocking them for that. Yes. As opposed to maybe pulling on someone's pigtails. Yeah. Although if you pulled on his, uh, his horns, horns that'd yeah. probably hurt. Yeah, probably. Next. And, uh... She, like, holds him back out at arm's length. She doesn't look happy that he did not return her advances. And then we have a little heart, but it's flashing between that and a spade. Yeah, with a question mark. Yeah. Next! So she fucking throws him back on the ground. He got dumped. Yeah. Next. And now she's using her mind control powers to make him love her. A lot of that in this comic. Yeah. Molly would like it. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> nope. Listen, I edit them now. I can do it. <laughs> Shit, you're right. Next. Yeah, he's like trying to pull himself up her body, making smoochy lips. Next. But she's not into this. She just gives up. I mean, at least there's that. She's not on. Uh. Equus level of... Yeah, she she can't go through with it. Yeah. Slump. Let's deal with her own crisis, Kanaya. Whew! Crisis resolved. It was no doubt harrowing and suspenseful. But in the meantime, you've left your client player in the lurch. Ideally, she's not gotten herself into too much trouble. And ideally, the dramatic irony has got not gotten so thick you could draw a dotted line on it with a tube of lipstick and cut it in half with a chainsaw. Let's return to the serving client. Oh, uh, before I say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see her for Sprite. Oh, yeah, the Mother Grub Sprite. That's still unnerving. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Uh, and we can see that the troll, the its horn, we, we see earlier, but it's more apparent here. Uh-huh. Its troll horns match hers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we may have mentioned that when we first saw it. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, she is right next to her crux truder. Yeah, and she goes down to uh, go back and check on Vriska and sees her and Tavros kissing, and she looks crushed. Yeah. She she probably had a thing for Vriska. Yeah. We don't know exactly what, but... Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Next... So that's why she made had you make this dress for her? And you just went along with it like a sucker. Ah, oh, you're such an idiot! Oh, the webs we weave. Yeah, Vriska had her make the dress she used to seduce Tavros. <laughs> that's a weird that's like when when people um 
you know, dress up to seduce. Yeah. Doesn't really, you know, it doesn't usually have fairy wings. Hey, you know, it takes all kinds. Yeah, true. But even, but even Tavros didn't seem to be into it. Um, I think that might have had more to do with who was wearing the fairy wings. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next. And yeah, now Kanai is just crying. And her mother sprite says, there, there, sweetheart. Does she have green tears? Yes, she does. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, next. Kanaya, it's hard. Yeah, romance. Next. Being a kid and growing up, it's hard. And nobody understands. Try to understand. The problem is that when the subject of troll romance is broached, our sparing human intellects instantly assume the most ingratiating posture of surrender imaginable. But we will do our best to understand regardless. Humans only have one form of romance, and though we consider it a complicated subject, spanning a wide range of emotions, social conventions, and implications for reproduction, it's ultimately a superficial slice of what trolls consider the full body of romantic experience. Our concept of romance, in spite of its capacity to fill our art and literature and to rule our individual destinies like little else, is still just that. A single, linear concept. A concept usually devoted by a single symbol. A heart. Troll romance is more complicated than that. Troll romance needs four symbols. And they are the card symbols. Yes. We, yeah, is it, you know, heart, diamond, a spade, and clover. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Sam and Alex. Or, or, or a club, as it's often referred to. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Listen. You're right. <laughs> Next. Their understanding of romance is divided into halves and halved again, producing four quadrants. The flushed quadrant collegianous quadrant, the pale quadrant, and the ashen quadrant. Each quadrant is grouped by the half they share, whether horizontally or vertically, depending on the overlapping properties one examines. The sharpest dichotomy from an emotional perspective is drawn between red romance and black romance. Red romance, comprised of the flushed and pale quadrants, is a form of romance rooted in strongly positive emotions. Black romance, with its collegianous and ashen quadrants, is rooted in the strongly negative. On the other hand, the vertical bifurcation has to do with the purpose of the relationship, regardless of the emotions behind it. Those quadrants which are concupiscent, the flushed and the collegianous, have to do with facilitating the elaborate reproductive cycle of trolls. Those which are conciliatory, the pale and ashen, would be more like closely likened to platonic relationships by human standards. There are many parallels between human relationships and the various facets of troll romance, Humans have words to describe relationships of a negative nature or of a platonic nature. The difference is, for humans, those relationships would never be conceptually grouped with romance. Establishing those sort of relationships for humans is not driven by the same primal forces that drive our tendency to couple romantically. But for trolls, those primal forces involve themselves in the full palette of these relationships, red or black, torrid or friendly. Trolls typically feel strongly compelled to find balance in each quadrant, and seek gratifying relationships that each describes. The challenge is particularly torturous for young trolls, who must reconcile the wide range of contradictory emotions associated with this matrix, while understanding the nature of their various romantic urges for the first time. Of course, young humans have this challenge too, 
But for trolls, the challenge is fourfold. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest, this is not as complicated as I thought it would be. Good! <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Um, mainly, I guess, because I thought, you know, I, I, you know, everything in Homestuck seems to be very complicated. Yeah. So maybe I, I thought it would be a lot more. Okay. I'm not saying this is... I'm, I'm saying this is a good thing. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so, yeah, the heart is more of the kind of, you know, the... I believe it is the... The... You know, the yeah, I'm trying to get to Wait, y'all. I'll, I'll tell you what, before you try and sum it up, we got more romance exposition to go, so... Okay, yeah, that's probably better. But the same <laughs> in the flesh quadrant. When two individuals find themselves in the fleshed quadrant together, they are said to be mate spritz. Mate spritship is the closest parallel to the human concept of romance trolls have. It plays a role in the trolls' reproductive cycle, just as it does for humans. This is pretty obvious. Not much more needs to be said about this. Moving right along. Moving. So yeah, uh, this is take this is noteworthy in that the the comic is now shipping dad and mom. Yeah, as much as I'm sure the fans were. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's definitely something there. Listen, their names are Mom and Dad. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> uh, examine Caligunus Quadrant. When a pair of adversaries delve into this quadrant, they become each other's kismesis. As one of the concupiscent quadrants, it plays a role in procreation as well. There's no particularly good human translation for this concept. The closest would be an especially potent arch-rivalry. For instance, human players would never be able to adequately diagnose the relationship between the queen and her archagent, but the troll players could immediately place it as a dead ringer for kismesisitude. They would think we were all pretty stupid for not getting it, and they'd be right. It's hate fucking. Hate fucking. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, but you could definitely tell with the uh, spade slick or you know Jack Noir or yeah, whatever you want to call them. Right. There, there was some sexual tension between them in spite of the fact that he hates her. Yeah. Uh, next. Trolls have a complicated reproductive cycle. It's probably best not to examine it in much detail. The need to seek out concupiscent partners become, comes with more urgency than typical reproductive instincts. When the Imperial drone comes knocking, you'd better be able to supply genetic material to each of his filial pails. If you have nothing to offer, he'll kill you without hesitation. The genetic material, without going into much detail, is a combinative genetic mix from the mate sprit and kismesis pairs, respectively. The pails are all offered to the mother grub, who can only receive such pre-combined material. She then combines all of it into one incestuous slurry, and begins her brooding. This doesn't mean the initial combination was for naught, however. In the slurry, more dominant genes rise to the fore, while the more recessive find less representation in the brood. Especially strong mate-sprit and kismesis pairings yield more dominant genetic material. The more powerful the complement or potent the rivalry, the more dominant the genes. Troll reproduction sure is weird! We all take a moment to lament how pedestrian the human reproductive system is, and further lament that the phrase incestuous slurry is not a feature of common parlance in human civilization. Yeah, that's... we're seeing a guy... the guy... the thing... Yeah, it's a big old like, uh, bug man with a bunch of horns, and he's got a spade tattooed on one arm and a heart tattooed on the other. And he's got two big old buckets. Yeah. 
Buckets ready to ready to be filled. Buckets that he wants you to come into with your sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. A monster yeah. man knocks on your door, and you either come into that bucket with your uh, mate, or he kills you. Yep. Troll society. Troll society. Yeah, I, I posted about the the panel of troll romance. Yep, I see that. <laughs> and also, another person is sending me the exact same picture of uh, Overwatch Yuri, so... <laughs> yeah, my brand is on point. Yeah. Uh, let's examine the Ashen Quadrant. This quadrant involves a particular type of three-way relationship of a black romantic nature. Falling on the conciliatory side, it has no bearing on the reproductive cycle, except for indirect ramifications. When two trolls are locked in a feud or some otherwise contentious relationship, one can intervene and become their auspistus. The auspistus mediates between the two, playing the role of a peacekeeper, preventing the feud from boiling over into a fully colliginous rivalry. Since such lesser feuds are quite common among trolls, there's a significant need for auspicing parties. Without them, too many Ashen uh, feuds would become colliginous and begin to conflict with other exclusive Kismesis relationships, leading to a great deal of social complexity and sore feelings, even more so than black romance usually involves. Without auspicism, the result would be widespread black infidelity. And yeah, we're seeing a diagram of, uh, it's using Kanaya, Tavros, and Vriska as an example of, of auspicism. Yeah. Um, it's not really said here, but I think it eventually also carries the connotation that without having a mediator that you're romantically involved with, uh, Kismesis would end up killing each other more often than not, and that's no good either. Hmm. Wait, so... I think you may need to repeat that slower. Okay. If you don't have an auspicious, it's possible that your Kismesis and you become so hateful of one another that you kill each other, and that's also not good. Yeah. So it's it's to help keep it at just the right level for hate-fucking. Okay. But this isn't, you know... This particular thing isn't hate-fucking for the greater good. Like, uh... The right, so the, the, the auspicious is not fucking at all. They are yeah. they are like a mediator. Yes. They're like a mutual friend that just tries to keep the peace. Yeah, so uh, in this example, you know, not going to, into canon. Yeah. Riska and Tavros, they may be hate fucking. Right. That, that is... Which is to say, not literally, but... Yes. They might be uh, hate lovers. Yeah, but... but Kanaya is keeping them apart. Yeah. Because no one wants that. No one wants that, and they would probably just kill each other if they got involved. I, yeah, Riska would either just kill Tavros, or... Yeah, it, it wouldn't be a good relationship for anybody. Yeah, okay. Got that now. Uh, next. The relationships each quadrant describes tend to be malleable, if not volatile. Especially on the concupiscent half, where more torrid emotions reside. It doesn't take much to flip a switch and transmute black rom feelings to red rom, and vice versa. In many cases, one party will have red feelings while the other has black. But it'll often be the case that one party's feelings will swap to match the others, since there's no quadrant which naturally accommodates such a disparity. But thereafter, it's not uncommon for the two to toggle between red and black in unison now and then. These scenarios naturally result in both red and black infidelities. This sort of relationship volatility is why conciliatory relationships are an important part of troll romance. And as the example he's got here, 
we've got Aradia Bot and Equius, who are flipping back and forth between hate fucking and love fucking. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's an example somewhere of this exact thing. Uh, what do you mean? Like, like this kind of thing, like in pop culture. Uh, like Elaine Bennis and David Putty from Seinfeld. That's yeah. kind of this. Um, so, not quite Ross and Rachel. Yeah. But yeah, this definitely is something that you see a lot in, like, farces and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's basically anything where two people scream at each other and then start making out. Yeah, basically. Uh, next. An auspicious can stabilize particularly turbulent relationships. If the auspicious fails to mediate properly, or has no interest in the role, or perhaps has different romantic intentions him or herself altogether, then the relationship often quickly deteriorates into one of especially hostile and torrid nature. There are many outside factors and influences tugging and pulling these relationships in different directions, and unlike humans who have very orderly, simple, and straightforward romantic relationships without exception, trolls exist in a state of almost perpetual confusion and generally have no idea what the hell is going on. Being confused by troll relationships is one thing we do have in common, though. Great. Yeah. They don't even fucking get it. Yeah. Yeah, so here we're seeing uh, Vriska and Tavros vacillate between hate and love while uh, Kanaya comes in to mediate it and just keep it stable. But Kanaya don't want to be Vriska's auspicious. She wants to be her mate sprint. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, yeah, so also I'm just getting a bunch of... This is probably the most uh, stuff I've gotten about a single... <laughs> uh, Homestuck tweet. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of these. <laughs> um, yeah. So my favorite is legit. You're being introduced to the most useful literary device since personification. Yeah, like I'm part of me seeing that. <laughs> like part, like yeah, like these are like easy shorthand ways to refer to a very like a variety of relationships that, like as we were saying, get used a lot. Yeah, yeah. But don't really have good words for them. Right, right. <laughs> um, my favorite one is uh, by Chum Personal, who just tweets the images from littlebenderthings.tumblr.com of yeah. regret. I'm seeing that also, yes. <laughs> um, Everyone is in turn pitying you and excited for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, but, like, yeah, ever seems to be, like, I'm so sorry that this is where you are, and also, these terms are super useful, like... And also, welcome, friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's examine the pale quadrant. I was starting to get worried we, that was, we were going to wait for that. Yeah. This quadrant presides over moir allegiance, the other conciliatory relationship. A reasonable human translation would be the concept of a soulmate, but in a more platonic sense and with a more specific social purpose. Trolls are a very angry and violent race. Some are more hot-tempered and dangerous than others, to the extent that if left to their own devices, they'd present a serious threat to society, or even to themselves. Such trolls have an instinctive pale attraction to a more even-tempered troll, who may become their morale. The morale is obliged to pacify the other, to function as the better half. The two partners in a strong, pale relationship will serve to balance and complement each other's emotional profiles, and thus allow their other relationships to be more successful. It's often ambiguous, especially among young trolls, whether a bond formed between an acquaintance's true moral allegiance or the usual variety of platonic involvement. 
Furthermore, romantic intentions of a more flush nature can often be mistaken for paler leanings, much to the frustration of the suitor. But some pale pairings, as the one above, will be strikingly obvious to all who know them. And the example given is Equius and Nepeta. Yeah. But yeah, she definitely keeps kind of him in line. Yeah, and it, it's... Again, it's not explicit here, but I think the idea is it's a symbiotic thing where, presumably, if we were talking, like, prehistoric trolls, then the more violent troll would also act as a protector. Yes. Um, and I, also, I can we, one of the earlier ones that we talked about was on her shipping wall was... Uh, oh, Gamzee and Carcat. Yeah, which I... Yeah, it's totally how that relationship is. Yeah, Gamzee... Well, I don't know. Gamzee seems to make Carcat angry more than anything. Well, I mean, yeah, but... Everything seems to make him angry, but like it seems like he can talk the most to kind of her and yeah, Gamzee definitely kind of mellows Carcat out, mm-hmm. and as much as anybody can. Yeah. Uh, next. And yet others will seem to have been hatched for each other. Ah, oh, we're seeing. Okay, so so Pisces and Aquarius are diamonds with each other. Mm-hmm. I think they may have mentioned that before. You well, yeah. Uh. uh Caligula's Aquaria mentioned that he's stuck in the Morail zone. Oh, yes. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> also, he still has that bottle of Fago that Gamzee launched into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Big up to the clowns. <laughs> Wait, more troll romance exposition, please. God, you just can't get enough of this, can you? That would have been a great point for a transition out of this illustrated sociological study, but okay, if you insist. <laughs> now see, what's going on here is... It's perfectly simple. When the full matrix of troll romance is in action, we have, uh... <laughs> hey, why don't you figure it out? You should be an expert on all this by now anyway. Uh, so yeah, we have, uh, what we've seen before with Vriska and Tavros flipping between, uh, black and red with Kanaya mediating there, and then, uh, uh, Aquarius troll wants to be hearts with Pisces troll who just wants to be diamonds, but then also Aquarius and Vriska want to be spades, maybe, but Kanaya's mediating that also. Yeah. And then also Kanaya wants to be hearts with Vriska. Yes. And Tavros is just kind of, is straight out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's doing his best. I mean, Carcat speculated that Tavros is kind of incapable of romance. Yeah, and I'm starting to think that's more just, yeah, like how he's built. Yeah, definitely does not seem like someone that could really get down with some hate fucking. No. And I don't think, you know, he... He seems okay not having really anyone else. Yeah, I mean, he's someone who is he's such low self-esteem that it's hard to, you know... He's got a lot of other things he needs to work on before he starts thinking about relationships. Yeah. If the game had not, if Spurve had not happened, then he would have gotten killed by the the guy. Oh, yeah, probably. I, I, listen, <laughs> listen. I know. <laughs> uh, next. Later, our troll hero would try to explain this to our human hero, attempting to convey all the nuance of troll romance through a nearly verbatim recitation of the preceding excerpts. He would try to describe how rich and textured the troll romantic comedies were compared to the one-dimensional schlock of our human cinematic counterparts. He would barely scratch the surface of troll Will Smith's virtuosity with the delicate lattice of troll romance, 
as he'd assist the bumbling, fudge-blooded troll Kevin James through the interwoven minefield briar patch of Red Rom and Black Rom entanglements, all the while sifting through his own prickly romantic situation and ultimately learning the true meaning of hate and pity. But would they succeed before the Imperial drone came knocking and his thirsty pails were at the ready? Yes, they would. But John didn't understand any of this because he's a moron, and he wouldn't shut up about his awful bullshit Earth movies. He'd just go on and on and on about that garbage. <laughs> I like how I like just how well the plot of the movie Hitch fits into all this shit. Yeah, it really does. Like I was like, as you were reading, I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not brought up in the comic, but someone pointed out that um, uh, the forty year old virgin becomes a like a slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a troll world. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, like, thir- four, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um... The little monster's got oil on it. Yeah, now, this is, like, an abstract panel. This is not, like, taking place at any point in time. Yeah. So why is there oil there? I don't know. Huh. Next... But if there was one theme to be hammered through his thick skull, it'd be the troll's cultural preoccupation with romantic destiny. Yes, the romantic landscape is rife with false starts and miscues and infidelities, red and black. But every troll believes strongly that each quadrant holds one and only one true pairing for them. And it's just a matter of time before the grid is filled with auspicious matchups through the mysterious channels of troll serendipity. In Uh. short... Their belief is that for each quadrant there exists a pair or triad of trolls somewhere in the cosmos that were... Next. Made for each other. Wow, another great transition. You wonder if it'll stick this time. You have no choice but to take a stab at the rare and extremely dangerous 2X transition combo. Attempt 2X transition combo. (sighs) Looks like it worked. So who is this guy, anyway? Also, oh yeah, we didn't really talk about it. He looks like a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's got fucking fish fins. He's got... Yeah, he's got, like, a a cape with a high collar. He's got a scarf. He's got, like, dyed hair. Yeah, he's got, like, one strand of dyed purple hair. Yeah. Hipster glasses. What what, what asshole would have, like, you know, just a bit of dyed hair, hipster glasses? (laughs) I'm wearing glasses and have a bit of dyed hair. That is the joke. Well, you're the Aquarius. You're Aquarius, so it makes sense. I know, right? God damn it. (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) You barely met him yet. Maybe you'll warm up to him. Maybe. What's the inner's name? Let's find out this asshole's name. (laughs) Your name is Aridin Ampora. And he's riding a flying seahorse with a big old blue laser cannon, which we saw the bunny holding back in Act 4. We did. And there's lightning behind him. Yeah. Uh, And that's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, let's let's have him do something awesome. He's just grumbling. Yeah. Next. Fingers on that trigger. He's got rings. Yeah. Next. Wait for it. Next. Wait. Next. Nothing's there yet. He's, he's riding <laughs> that that seahorse. Yep. Which is not in the water, we should state. Oh, yeah, no, it's flying. Next. There she blows! Whale! Big ol' whale just 
burst through the clouds. A sky whale. Yeah. Next. He just swoops down below him. Watch, watch me swoop right in. Yep. Next. Coming straight at him. It's gonna eat him. Next. Shoots out fucking laser cannon. It's huge. It is huge. Really huge. Next. Yeah. And it tears right through the whale's midsection. Yeah. In in a way that might be look familiar to someone that's read Jailbreak. <laughs> I, I, or I guess also Problem Sleuth. Yeah. Man, a lot of whales get killed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, uh, next. Yep. And the the whale now descends into the ocean. Whale descends. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had sound. Yeah, that's true. We have not had any uh, sound pages all throughout I've been. Yeah, next. And it splashes into the ocean fish with a fish food. food sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> next. Okay, that guy's pretty much squared away. What about her? She has, a uh, Like, you know, we talked about this earlier. She has, like, the, the goggles. Yeah, like swimming goggles. Yeah. yeah. And also a tiara with her symbol on it. Yeah. Uh, enter name. Your name is Fafari Pixis. She's got a double trident. And she looks adorable. Yeah. she got a little, like, well, it almost looks like candy, like, necklaces. Oh, yeah, she does. I never really noticed that before. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's got just a, like, pastel-colored skirt. Uh, well, let's have, you know, I said she looks adorable. Yeah. Let's have her do something adorable. She goes swimming through the ocean. Yep. And you know, she also has gills. She seems to be kind of the same yeah. subset of trolls that... Mm-hmm. Uh, next. Yep, she's going swimming towards the whale that Aroden killed. Yep, next. And she's bagged it up in a big old net. This doesn't seem adorable, but, mm. I, but I, I, I'm willing to see where she goes with this. Sure. Yep, next. Yep, she's just swimming along with her prey. Oh, that's kind of adorable, but... Yeah. I don't know, let's, let's see, let's see. Let's see if she sticks to the landing. Okay. Next. And she's dragging it deep, deep down into the ocean. Next. Down into the murky depths where something is looking at her with big ol' eyes. Big ol' eyes. Next. The hurls the whale towards whatever that is in the darkness. Yep. Next. And a gargantuan tentacle that completely dwarfs this whale reaches out. Yeah, next. And scoops it up and drags it in. Ooh. Next. And feeds it into a massive beak. Like an octopus beak. Yep. Next. And we're zooming out and we're seeing that there is a massive tentacle monster attached to that beak. Yep. Next. That, considering that that is, again, there's a whale there in its tentacle. Yeah. And it, we're continuing to zoom out and it's even bigger than we thought it was. Yep. It's very, very big. Next. Uh -huh. Oh and we've boy. zoomed out even more, and yeah, this thing, I, if I remember right, people have done scale uh, comparisons just based on, like, the whale and Fafari there, yeah. and uh, it is approximately the size of a small city. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah. And that's her, her Lucius. Yep. That she talked about earlier. Uh-huh. I knew I shouldn't, I knew, I, I knew, I knew I, I shouldn't trust it. Yeah, well, you were right to, I guess. Go home. This is some Lovecraft shit. Yeah. That should keep her quiet for a while. At least until she dies. Yeah, we talked about the voices. Yeah. Yeah, she lives in a big old underwater castle. Yep. Uh, Iridia, go home. 
That should keep her happy for a while. And make a freshly orphaned troll somewhere. Pretty sad. Oh, that will someone's loosest. Aww. And he lives in a crashed ship on a tiny little islet. Yeah. That, that's a kind of cool hope. Maybe this guy isn't all bad. Hey, yeah! 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 Examine block. <laughs> you conveniently return to your respite block so that we may study your variety of interests. That was very considerate of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Next. Flowing through your veins is nearly the richest blood the Hema Spectrum has to offer. Penultimate on the scale. As such, you are a sea-dweller. A sub-race of troll distinct from the commoners by mutation and habitat. A caste which rules over the entire species. But ruling, in your view, is not enough. You have an overpowering genocide complex, and have made it your sworn duty to kill all land-dwellers. You have amassed resources and deadly weaponry from around the world for this ambition through many sweeps of extreme role-playing, while pursuing a working doomsday device which will bring Armageddon to all those on the surface. Haven't had much luck with that, but maybe tonight's your night. You hold a fascination for military history and legendary conquerors. You have dubiously modeled your profile and exploits after the most notorious figures and their stories, which are bristling with the glory of victory and the sting of defeat and political machinations and romantic intrigue. It's an image you are careful to craft through exaggerated emotional theatrics, and your penchant for mass murder notwithstanding, people tend to regard you as a bit of a tool. You also like magic, even though you know it to be fake, like a made-up friend, the way wizards are. Made up, make-believe, fakey, fake fakes. Eh, it's still fun, though. Your troll tag is Caligula's Aquarium, and you speak with a very weird and wavy sound and accent. Maybe, you know what? I'm gonna... Listen, I'm not asking you or me to do this. Mm -hmm. I think I just had candidate that he's got a Boston accent. Okay. You hold off on doing anything for the moment on account of courtesy to fellow royalty. I, I will say that... I, you know, I've, I've done accents before for... Yeah. Boston is always my worst, so thank you. <laughs> and I, I like what... And uh, uh, I posted, yeah, in the, also in the thread about troll romance. Yeah. And I, I like what Pika Puff has had to say. What's that? Uh, it's simple. Oh, yeah, go for it. It's simple. Everyone in this thread is gray for Miss Dapper. Leading her through Homestuck while making sure the relationship was... With MSPA remains stable. That's true. I am your MSPA auspicious. God damn it. <laughs> then who's the other person? Homestuck, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Let's examine the block. Let's have Fafiri examine her block. On the subject of courtesy, you've also returned to your block so we can get a better look at you. Again, quite considerate. That's just Royalty a sure is civilized. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we did talk a lot about, uh, Iridian? Oh, yeah, 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 uh, Aridin. Aridin. Um. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy who, I've known a few people who are, like, super into Confederacy. Like, oh, yeah. Confederate history. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I didn't, I've never made that connection before, but you're totally right. <laughs> Where's... Oof, dude, you're totally right. <laughs> It's I'm not about. Listen, it was about states' rights, Ashley. Wait, no, he's like, I'm. I'm just. I just really think the history of the Civil War is super interesting. Right. Yeah. I've also yeah. got some books about the Nazis. Oh God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nope. You're dead on with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, I, I know family members who are like that. Yeah. Um, and, like, m most commonly, like, the books we... Like, I see out at uh, the library I work at are books about Nazis. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next... Oh, yeah, because we already went to Fury, but, yeah, let's go right. next. And also, that's just an iPad. That's just an iPad. She just straight up has an iPad. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not, like, a weird troll... <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I guess uh, Nepta just has a Cintiq tablet. Yeah, pretty much. You are also a sea dweller. You have the most noble blood possible. The only of your kind known to possess it. And the only to share it with Globagolub, a deep sea monster also known as the Rift's Carbuncle, emissary to the horror terrors, or, in more hushed tones, speaker of the vast glub. This would make you the heir apparent for Alternian rulership which ordinarily would place you in considerable jeopardy. Her imperious condescension would steer the flagship from the fleet and make an attempt on your life herself, if not for the protection of your monstrous Lucis. And if not for warned of your race's extinction by the whispers of that Lucis, you would have big plans for the throne. All the plans. All of them. You would redefine what it means to be cold in troll society. Under your rule, it would mean caring for the unfit and infirm rather than exterminating them, and you've put this idea into practice by culling the fauna of the deep. You tend to wild and beautiful aquatic hoof beasts, grooming and feeding them daily. You capture and cage cuttlefish by the thousands for their own good, and also because they're funny and colorful and you love them. They often swim through the bars of their cages, but that's fine. You run your whole palace as a sort of wildlife adoption facility, even if the wildlife's need for care is dubious at best, and the practice really just amounts to an elaborate role-playing scenario. It's still fun, though. You would also look forward to using your reign to unite the two races. You were told you would do this one day by your Lucis, even if it does contradict your message of extinction. Oh well, you suppose not all prophecies can come true. Your troll tag is Cuttlefish Color, and you have a hard time not getting really excited about practically everything! Yep. Uh, she's got some seahorses. She does have some seahorses that look like maple hoofs without the... with, like, a fish bottom. Yeah. Maple hoof mermaids. Mm. Nope, can't, yeah. <laughs> nope. Maple maids. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah. Uh, so she was prophesied to unite the two races, but she's not going to be able to do that with the two troll races. Hmm. What's that mean? Hmm. Well, there was some other race of creature that she could unite. If only. If only. Well, you know, that's, that's not going to happen. Nah. No, she's got a, yeah, that, that's a. Uh, on the far right, again, I was just reading Promise Loose, so I just uh -huh. see that as the toy, as the dollhouse that they have in that. Oh, is it the toy dollhouse? I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, it, it looks different enough, but the, yeah. I'm just saying. Mm. That, that's more like kind of a cage, that those cages that look like houses. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, it, you just get that feeling. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get you. Uh, next. What will you both do? Uh, she is, I, I don't know a lot about her, but she seems less shitty. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. She doesn't seem all that shitty at all. Yeah, she talked about wanting to, you know, care for the infirm and sick. 
Yeah, she wants to make troll society a better place, which is not a high bar to clear, granted, but... Yeah, and, like, I'm partly worried that, like, what that involves... Uh, how so? Like, you know, um, people have thought, you know, like, said about making the world a better place and then doing awful things, like, oh, if I get rid of the off, like, the, the people... <laughs> well, I think that's more Aridin's thing, though. yeah. But they are buds. They are buds. They're pale things. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll get the hang of it. I'm learning all these names. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to process here. Yeah. Like I'm in. You know, a few episodes. I'm gonna have all this down. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm, I know almost all the troll names. Yeah. Uh. Let's have them do something ridiculous. Yes! The fairy jumps on one of her maple maids. Yep. And it looks a lot like when uh, Rose jumped on Maple uh, maple Hoof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nay. <laughs> Next. Fuck yes! And jumps on his seahorse, Lucis. Yeah. Uh, next. Hell! <laughs> she, she now has a, a cowboy hat which her horns are poking through. Yes. Uh, next. Fucking! Fake, fake. Yeah, he's got a magic wand and a wizard hat. Yeah. Next. Yes! They jump into the air and fist bump each other. Bump. And the, 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 what would be a U in bump and a O in bump is a yeah. diamond. Yes. Has someone made a Shine Bright Like a Diamond uh, song parody? Um... I can't say for sure. Okay. Not that I know of, but that doesn't mean no. Uh, let's have Iridian bother Shafiri. Alright, who do you want to take here? Um... I'll take Fafiri. Okay. Caligula's Aquarium began trolling cuttlefish color. Beth. Hey. <laughs> Glub. Glubblub. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What is it? What? I'm wondering if you can forgo the exaggerated emotional theatrics for once and actually tell me what's on your mind. Nothing's on my mind. Why can't I just fucking talk and glove at you for a reason I don't have? <laughs> mm. Well, fine, but you don't want to hear it. Yes, I do. We're supposed to talk to each other. That is what morals are for. Uh-huh, whatever. Glove, 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 sigh. Lily, take the chip off your nub and tell me what's the matter. Yeah, well, okay, since we're the palest of pals a guy could ever ask for, I will tell you. Even though you'll only humor me as usual, since you don't agree with my agenda. Why did I specify this as Boston? Because that just puts me in a corner. I could just do a generic tough guy accent. Hey, tough guy, hey. Hey, I'm a tough guy, hey, hey, hey. Also, every time uh, Edrin uh, says we, uh, because of his thing, I just think of wrestling. Great, good. W-W-E. Any of my agendas, really. None of the agendas. None of them. Are you fighting over another one of those dumb contraptions? See? More condescension. You're gonna make a hell of an empress. No, I'm not. But that's besides the point. None of the plots to kill the land dwellers ever work out, and every doomsday device to get your hand you get your hands on turns out to be a piece of junk. So, 
I gotta keep trying. That's how all the great military masterminds became great throughout upright perseverance. I think deep down that you stack these plots against you so you fail because you know it's wrong. It isn't wrong. I'm not gonna explain it to you again. At this point, all you need to know is it's important to me. And I'm doing it for us. I mean, our kind. Nobody understands, not even you. This is the last time I will say this. We are not better than anybody, Glum. Hemospectrum begs to differ. If you're so sickened by them, as you say, why do you spend so much time on land? You can't have the sort of affinity for our kind that you profess if you only spent, what, a few days underwater, maybe, in your whole life? Whatever. I have to keep an eye on them up here. It's all about tactics. What about your friends? Do you ever think about them? If they are beneath you, then they have to die too. And I know you like talking to some of them. You say you hate them, but I think you're pretending. History is full of cases where conquerors consort with members of the enemy in a mannerly way before wiping them out. Even going so far as growing fond of some. It's only civilized. Hmm. Hmm. I have a fishy feeling that this stupid doomsday machine thing is just another excuse to consort with someone in particular. Oh, your feelings are fishy. Glub, 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 glub. <gasps> Don't you glub in that tone of glub with me, mister. I'll glub at whatever dumbass bubbly sound and fish noise I want to glub. Oh, shit. You're angling for so much trouble now. Okay, please. Let's just not get into the whole fucking fish pun thing again, okay? Like, we get it. We are nautically themed. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why she ignores me. I I guess she's just bored with me. We had it all set up for her to give me this thing tonight that probably doesn't even work, but yeah, maybe that wasn't the point. Maybe you think we have a pretty good rivalry going right now, or at least we had. Had? I don't head. know what I'm doing. Had, had, had. It, it was pretty fucking bitter and contentious for a while there, and there was some good chemistry. I don't know what happened. Uh, I guess... I wouldn't really know. Sometimes people just drift away, I think, or they aren't as into the quadrant as the other wants to be. So you really think your feelings for her run that dark? It doesn't matter. Like I said, she's bored shitless. I guess I'm not as good an adversary as I thought. That is so ridiculous. Any girl would be lucky to have you as Kismis, as diabolical as you, especially that one. Who knows what her problem is? She has issues. Eh, well, okay, thanks for saying so. You know, I'm not sure why we never talk about our romantic aspirations. We should more often. It's kind of exciting. Shrug. Probably because you fill your gossip quota with your nubby horn bro. You leave nothing left to talk about with your dear sweet Morial. We are supposed to help each other with that stuff, remember? Maybe. Seems kind of... Odd, though. Your stupid fishy face is what's odd. Have you ever thought about that? Fine. Well, those are my stupid feelings. What about yours? Seems to me like you get along too well with everybody to be harboring any black sentiments. Uh, yeah. I can't think of anybody I feel that way about. Mm, maybe we're just not old enough to have those feelings yet. We're still pretty young, you know. Yeah. So, okay, th those are your black leanings. What about red, Iridian? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Is there a lucky lady you're waxing scarlet for? 
or lucky fellow? Uh, uh, Tell me, don't pretend you're all embarrassed suddenly. Okay, Feff, this is none of your damn business. <gasps> I gotta go. Be back later when it's time to play. <laughs> Caligula's Aquarium, cease trolling, cuttlefish color. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I painted myself into this corner. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad someone's enjoying it. Uh, I hope Fafari and Jade never talk, because that would just be the same people talking to each other. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like both... I, have bad, I have bad news. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but... Well, I have good news and bad news, yeah. neither of which I'll share. Okay. Uh, Iridian definitely seems to have... You know, he. we've talked about this. He has feelings for... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Someone just sent me welcome to the hellscape of being hope sucking in Aquarius. <laughs> which, which, yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, um, and Fafiri definitely seems to not kind of pick up on that. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, and I think we talked about this, so yeah, like, they at least seem open to having, you know, feelings with ladies or dudes, both, like, you know, yeah, so far we definitely have not seen any indication that there's any, um, sort of, like, uh, same-sex relationships seem totally fine with trolls. Yes. Um, and, I mean, given what we know about their reproductive system, it kind of seems like maybe everyone has the same parts. Yeah. So maybe it's more of just its gender identity more than, you know, any kind of biological differences. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I... Let me just say... Uh-huh. I've seen some art that indicates that they probably have the same... <laughs> yeah, sure. Listen, when I say I've seen homestick art, I've seen yeah. homestick art. No, listen. People have done a lot of speculating on what trolls got going on downstairs. They're bone bumps. I think we've talked about it before, even. Yes. I don't know if that was off-air. I think it was on-air, though. Yep. Uh, and... Yeah, I've definitely seen Aridin with just, like, a conch shell in his crotch. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, Molly has asked me, Hey, Ash, are you good? Like, <laughs> are you good? <laughs> Which, we... we she's, just, she's your morale. <laughs> I need to tweet her at that now. <laughs> I need to tweet her at that now. <laughs> oh, no. What did I do? I think you know what you did. Yeah, no, I'm fully aware. How do you spell morale? <laughs> uh, M-O-I, uh, rail. Okay. Which if... I don't remember what that one means. They, they are, they're all, like, portmanteaus. Yeah. Like, kismesis is nemesis and kismet, which is a word for fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... Mate spread, obviously, is mate in there. I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Um, but let's go next. Let's have him go to beverage. Okay. Another emotionally exhausting conversation. Too many feelings and problems. It couldn't be any clearer to you. You and this sea princess have splashed down hard into the morale zone. And now you don't know which way's upward. Perhaps tonight you'll reveal your true feelings toward her. And end these exaggerated emotional theatrics once and for all. One way or another. You need a stiff drink. But... Ugh, not this will. You're not that desperate. He's, he's got the Fago. Yeah. Not gonna drink that Fago. <laughs> Let's check the fridge. 
You pay a visit to what the common land dwellers refer to as a thermal hull, instead of the more aristocratic and especially esoteric and alien sounding term, a refrigerator. Yeah, so they don't, and also on Earth they don't refer to it as a refrigerator. Well, at least Jade doesn't think they do. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily trust Jade's analysis of anything. Okay, yeah, you know what? Fair. <laughs> uh, let's see what's in the fridge. Let's open it. A bunch of unbelievably shitty wands tumble out. Tumble out. <laughs> of course you knew these were in here. You're not even sure why you looked. <laughs> Got unbelievably shitty wands. Yeah. I see, yeah, he seems not happy about it. Now... In Dave's case, when swords fell out of the fridge, you could say, oh, Dave's got a horrible upbringing. Yeah. This is just Aridan's fault. Yeah, he's kind of a dumbass. <laughs> uh, let's go get a beverage for Fury. <sighs> Another emotionally exhausting conversation. Too many feelings and problems. That guy. Talk about a high-maintenance morale. Perhaps tonight you'll reveal your true feelings toward him, and end these exaggerated emotional theatrics one way or another. You need a sugary drink. Huh, so she she's not also... She's not into... But she seems maybe the other way? Yeah. She seems like she's thinking about dumping him? Yeah. This let's is go. gonna be bad news bears. Yeah, let's go next. She opens up uh, a can of underwater tab. <laughs> yep. Underwater... I like next. the really stupid uh, running joke of everyone thinking that tab is super sugary. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is... It's such a dumb joke that most people probably don't even think about, because who gives a shit about Tab anymore to know yeah. that it's a sugar-free soda? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I... I said next. Oh, okay, yeah. This is stupid! Yeah, it's hard to drink uh, a beverage underwater. Yeah. Glub, glub. Glub, glub. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of has mouth open. It's just kind of trying to get as much as she can. Yeah. Uh, disarm for theory. You decide to unwind and take your mind off the drama for a while before starting the game. You nearly forgot this is going to be an exciting night. Everything you're about to do next is exciting. It's always exciting. You are excited. You unequip Poseidon's or Sidon's Trident, a golden double culling fork, a legendary weapon reserved for royalty, and generally only used for ceremonial purposes. Yes, it's a two by three trend. Uh... Uh, yeah, two by three dent kind. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sidon is like the Greek letter Psi Don, which looks like a uh, trident. Okay. Because uh, why not? Yeah, Iridian, disarm. <clears throat> you want to equip Ahab's Crosshairs, which is yet another legendary weapon, about as powerful as your kind of Stratus will allow. You plundered it from a ghost ship during a particularly challenging campaign. It was the same old gambling nant ship from which your accomplice at the time also plundered a set of extraordinarily powerful dice. You almost feel sorry for the adversaries you'll face tonight. They'll likely pose neither team much challenge at all, unless one of the links in the prototyping chain includes something especially huge and monstrous. But really, what are the odds of that happening? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, he's got rifle kind, the same as Jade. Yep. Let's have Iridian bother Vriska. On the subject of your old accomplice slash rival, you guess you'll try talking to her one more time, even though you know she won't answer. You know she's bored shitless with you and your drama. You're almost starting not to care about this stupid doomsday device, which probably won't even work. She probably knows you know it won't work. She's probably put all the pieces together and knows it was an elaborate ruse to be in cahoots with her again. 
And she just went along with it, playing you for a chump. You're such an idiot! Yeah, so we, she, uh, she talked earlier about making doomsday devices for someone from her role-playing game, so now we know yeah. it is mm-hmm. Iridian. Uh, next. Yeah, see? No answer. Bored shitless, just like you thought. She has much hotter irons in the fire than you these days. Uh, and he is mistaken. She's actually just not at her computer because she's busy killing her spider mom. Yep. The guillotine of the Marcus. The guillotine of Marcus. That's what it is. De la Marcus. De la Marquis. De la Marquis. <laughs> guillotine of Marcus. Yes. Next. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't that long ago that you were the hottest iron. At the height of your prowess is Seagriff's. Marquis Mindfang and Orphaner Dualscar were in alliance and unmatched terror, and in competition, unbridled Tempest. Either way, spoils were typically traded and shared. No levels were left for anyone else to gain. None of the levels. So yeah, they're out on the sea with, like, dueling pirate ships. Yeah, they, they both seem pretty happy. Yeah. She's got a, a pirate flag that has the eight eyes and kind of like spider, you know, fangs at the bottom. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, a purple, almost like, looks like a JoJo thing. <laughs> yeah, kinda. It's just like a high-collared leather jacket. Yeah. Uh, next. She would have the victims of your conquest walk the plank. Now we're seeing her mind-control trolls into the mouth of her spider. Mm-hmm. Walking the plank. Mm-hmm. Next. Well, you would reap the custodial spoils. And yeah, he's, he's collecting up all their parents and feeding them to the... To glub golub. Can't believe I remember that thing's name. I, I, I'm surprised. I, I, <laughs> I thought that you would have, like, a... Yeah, next. And while yet another partook not in revelry, but necessity. Yeah, she's not really into this. She just... Yeah, Fairy's not happy about these, this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Next. She had to keep her fed to keep her calm. To keep her terrible voice down. Yeah. And yeah, Glubagolub is just whispering ever so quietly. And the fairy is so small. Yeah. So, so small next to that. Yep. Next. If she were to raise it above a whisper, trolls would begin dying. First, the lesser bloods. Those more psychically susceptible. If she raised it to a shout, all on the planet would die. Land and sea dwellers alike. And if she were ever to get really upset... She might release the Vast Glub, a psychic shockwave that would exterminate every troll in the galaxy. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, so yeah, it's got horrible psychic death screams. Yeah. That's a good reason to keep it fed. Yeah. That for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not the best living situation. Kind of puts them, even the nicest trolls, in a position where they have to be murderers. Yeah. Like you said, troll troll life is violent and kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, next. In truth, it would be all too easy to solve the land-dweller problem once and for all. You just need to lighten up on the feeding schedule for a while. Maybe you'd be a little too busy to bother with that hassle for once. Or maybe you could happen to be off your game for a spell. It happens, even to the best, sometimes. But, nah, that would make her upset. More emotions, more problems, that's all you need. Yeah. 
Yeah, Aiden. Buddy. Buddy. Uh, Fuck you. Sometime. <laughs> yeah. Sometime later. The Witch of Life takes her place in the land of dew and glass. She's in a giant fishbowl. Yeah, I like Fafiri's giant fishbowl. Yeah, and it's got all those crazy colors. Yeah. Now, Fafiri, report to Aridin. Yeah, and all the crazy colors are now in her room. Yeah. Cuttlefish Color began trolling Caligula's Aquarium. Are you good with uh, her, or do you want to switch? Uh, I'm good with her. Okay. Fat for you in? Yeah. That took forever. I was getting kind of worried. Yes, it was a pretty close call and got kind of complicated. But Solix finally came through, and now I believe the full chain is complete. Man, that guy. He's a fucking drama machine, and it's fucking pathetic. Your stupid fishy face is the drama machine that does nothing but whine and glub. Mm. Fuck, sorry. Anyway, you shouldn't say that about him. He's a hero, and he saved my life. Yeah, sorry. I was just really worried and stressed out. I thought you were dead. I thought you was dead. <laughs> God, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> and I didn't even get to thank you for saving my life, or really for anything. And I just spent all this time here worrying and thinking about stuff, and I decided I have something I want to tell you. That I've been meaning to get off my nub for a while now. Oh, really? That's good. Actually, I actually have something to, that I've been meaning to say to you, too. Whoa, really? Uh, what is it? You go first. Um, okay, but this isn't easy to say. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I'll understand more than you think. We might even be saying the same thing. Okay, I, I hope so. I think now that we're both in the game and have left our world behind... You can no longer pose danger to our people that you had planned to. I think it is not really necessary for me to be your morale anymore. Whoa, wait, what? I'm really sorry, Aridin. It's It's been so hard looking after you and keeping you out of trouble. It has taken its toll, and honestly, I'm really exhausted. Fuck, this isn't what... I don't know, I wasn't expecting this at all. I'm not sure I can handle this. I'm sorry. It would be the best for both of us. We can just sort of be regular friends instead. No, please don't. Look, I'm being serious here. Don't do this. I won't I won't even use my weird accent while I type, okay? So you know I'm being really dead serious and honest about this. He's, yeah, he has stopped typing, like... Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm being serious and honest, too. See? Okay, good. Are you sure you aren't being hasty about this? You've been through a lot. I mean, we're supposed to be fated to be morales, aren't we? Isn't that how it works? You can't just throw that all away because you're sick of me. I'm not sick of you, Aridin. I still really like you. In order to be destined for morality, both people have to be on board, don't you think? And I can't do it anymore, so I think it just wasn't meant to be all along. And really, you don't need me anymore. You're free to do as you wish. We both are. I don't look after you anymore. I didn't ever need anyone to look after me. I was totally fucking fine. My ambitions were noble. And really none of your fucking business, quite frankly, your majesty. And the only reason I put up with sticking my flipper in this fucking shithole quadrant with you was... Was what? Never mind. Tell me. Okay. 
Fine. I apologize for losing my shit over this. I was just caught off guard is all. But maybe it's a good thing, really. Actually, I might have been proposing the same thing, to be honest. Oh? Yeah. Feff, have you thought about... Since you don't want to be pale with me no more. See, now, listen, I think there's some precedent in this, uh... In reading this like a uh, tough guy East Coast accent. Yeah. The possibility of some other type of arrangement with me? What do you mean? I mean... Something a bit more... Kinda reddish. Like... Brighter red. Uh... No, I hadn't thought about it. Okay, well... What do you think about it? Now that you're thinking about it. Um... I really don't know about that. Why not? I thought you said you liked me. I do, but I don't know if it's really in that way. Couldn't it be, though? Don't you think there's room in your collapsing and expanding bladder-based aquatic vascular system for those feelings? God. <laughs> I never had a chance to consider anything like that. I have just spent all my time worrying about you and trying to keep you from killing everybody or hurting yourself. It took all my energy, and I don't think everything left of those feelings either. Oh, God. What? I'm the biggest fucking idiot who ever lived. I can't believe I just opened up to you like a chump when I knew it was coming. I'm one sad fucking brine sucker. Over-emotional sappy trash. You're right, I'm not better than anybody. I'm worse than anybody. Everybody, all the bodies! Stop! God! Will you just clam up for once in your life, always carping and carping and carping. You can go completely overboard with your emotions, always looking to reel in drama wherever you can. I'm up to my gills in it, I just can't salmon the strength anymore, and it... And then it'd be more. <laughs> I just can't salmon the strength and... Don't worry about it. <laughs> I cannot believe... You are doing the fish pun thing while you're breaking up with me. Real nice. Whoops, I mean, real nice. That works real well in audio. Yeah, right? You can really tell that I spelled real in two different ways. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But really, this shouldn't be as bad as it sounds. When all is said and done, I'm still your friend. We've left our world behind. Everyone's dead, and there's no use in worrying about it now. It's over. It's time to play the game and focus on building something new and exciting. So, hang in there, Aridan. I have to help go now. Salsen is in steer trouble, and I have to go help him. Bye! Wait, don't go! Cuttlefish Color, Seas Trolling, Caligula's Aquarium. Glub. <laughs> glub. The saddest glub. The saddest glub. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah, now Aridan's just beating his head on his keyboard. Bonk. Well, buddy. Did I, I feel no... I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't. I don't. I really, really, really don't. Sorry. Yeah, so she didn't necessarily want to, you know, go more to the black end. No, she just kind of just... Listen, let's just, let's just call it quits. Yeah, this... I no longer have to worry about you killing most of the people on Earth. Or on, right. on Alteria. Yeah. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's proceed to the gate, Fafiri. 
She just uh, flips out of that fishbowl like a dolphin right into that gate. You're free! Boy, yeah, she was not liking that relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess if you were that far down and you kind of, like, you know, water pressure shot you up. Right. You would probably go out a good a good level. Well, I mean, if she's lived in the ocean her whole life, she's probably a very strong swimmer. I can believe it. Yeah. she got games. Yeah. Uh, Carcat, check on Solix. Yeah, we're... Zooming in on, yeah, because the Solix Carcat connection we know we have to make yet. <laughs> what? The picture at the bottom. Oh, with Gamzy just staring there with Jack? Yeah. Just, he's just hanging out. <laughs> That's really fucking funny, and I don't know why. <laughs> just, like, you know, Jack seems to be this very, you know, he doodles, but he's this very self serious character. Right, and Gamzy just, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Any of you have some Fago? <laughs> Casino Geneticist began trolling twin Armageddons. Bro, are you okay? Hey! Oh god, what have I done? Solix? Please tell me that's just honey. Please just be honey, please just be honey, please just be honey. Okay, make believe time is over. Oh god, 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 oh god. Uh, that dialogue, of course, comes from, uh, Dave's Bros Muppet Babies Saw crossover comic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> you just. Uh, but yes, it seems like something is not great is happening with Solix. Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, he's dead. Yep. It's all your fault. You couldn't get him in before the glub. Shit. Yep, so Globagolub, release the vast glub. All trolls in the galaxy are dead. And he didn't get into the game before it happened. Shit. Yeah. That's not going to be good. Nope. Next. There, there, you blubbering goddamn pansy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Gamzy. <laughs> Gamzy, please. <laughs> this is not the time. <laughs> he's, crying, he's crying red tears. Yeah. Also, I like that Jack is comforting him. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, as much as Jack can. Yeah. <laughs> Gamzy. Gibbs is alright. Uh, next. Oh yeah, we're in Gamzee's land. The land of tents and mirth. He made it finally at Ashley. He made it to the Dark Carnival. He made it to the Dark Carnival. <laughs> uh, next. Okay, well now Jack's just slapping Carcat to make him snap out of it. Uh... And Aridin's bothering both of them. Yeah, I'll just say... Oh yeah, he seems to have a modified unicycle. <laughs> He's got a rocket motorcycle, you're right! Yeah! Uh, unicycle, rather. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Th that he cannot ride, as stated. Right. Well, I guess now that's rocket-powered... Yeah. It doesn't really matter if he can't reach the pedals. Um... 
Yeah, I'm just going to, when I edit these episodes, I'm going to just put in some ICP music. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, you don't, you know, that's for you to decide if you yeah, I should, those should be in there. Well, if you put it in, I'm not going to be able to take it back out. <laughs> like, I'll just put, like, I'll put it beside the audio. Okay. <laughs> uh, games that indulge emotional theatrics. Uh, do you have a preference? Um, well, let's have you do games, and it, I'll pick up. Okay, yeah, Aridin, I was gonna say, I've been, I think I've been put through the rigor enough on Aridin. He's your troll. Yeah, but listen. <laughs> I don't need this. Yeah. Well, sorry. Caligula's Aquarium began trolling terminally capricious. Damn, I need to talk to Carr. Where is he? Is he not answering? He's busy being slapped motherfucking senseless by the guy who likes knives. But I can relay what message you got, my brother. I don't feel comfortable with that. I have some serious feelings and problems here, and I need some advice. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. He's pretty worked up, too. I've already given up the Boston accent. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Why? Because our good bro Salix just kicked the wicked motherfucking shit. What the fuck do you mean by that? Are you saying he's dead? Yeah! Ah, fuck. God, fuck, now I feel like an asshole. Yeah, I'd say that an asshole is the thing that just about everybody feels like. Carcat blames himself on it, poor motherfucker. <laughs> but I told him to be chill, because there's a miracle coming. I can feel it. That is... I don't even remember what Boston accent sounds like anymore. <laughs> Boston has been erased from my memory. <laughs> the, the scout from TF2. Oh god, now I'm... <laughs> does TF2 exist in my brain anymore? <laughs> just listen. Just follow hey. your... Follow your heart. Follow your heart. This is the worst fucking advice. What an awful thing to say. Magic isn't real, stupid. Stop not... Stop believing in it. I gotta believe it. What my heart tells in me. Even if it's a fake thing. Honk. This is a lot of pointless fucking rubbish, and ain't no emotional help to him or to me either for that matter. Put car on. Ugh. I can't really think about intervening. A black frowning motherfucker kind of scares me. Are you sure I can't help a brother up in this motherfucking chill? I don't know. I'm going southern. Yeah. This is, like, this is the worst. Hey, you know, you're the one who said he collects confederate memorabilia. True. It's about his heritage. That's yeah, all. It's, all. it's about his heritage. He's... But, you know, like, the flag looks nice, but it's about heritage. Yeah. Um. The soft will rise again. Uh, <laughs> the sea will rise again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it does every high tide. I mean, yeah, but, you know. Like I said, it will rise again. Yeah. I don't know. It probably doesn't matter. My, my feelings seem pr petty and meaningless now. He has better things to worry about now than my overwrought bullshit. Like, the dead guy who saved her. So, forget it, thanks, anyway. Bro, my advice is you just kick back and motherfucking snap into some rude elixir. And maybe get your wicked zone on. There, I said my piece. What the fuck are you babbling about? Snatching ice cold, dog. Motherfucking chug that shit like you and the bottle was reunited lovers. Are you recommending me a beverage to me or something? 
Is that what this is? Yeah, man, slam a fago. I I don't have a fucking fago, you stupid fuck. Why would I keep that disgusting shit on hand? Are you motherfucking sure about that? Oh. Oh God, you're right. I do. I totally forgot about it. You see, man, mother fucking miracles. Honk. Honk. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. He's right. <laughs> Motherfucking miracles. Slam a fago, Aridin. You prepare to kick back and motherfucking snap into some rude elixir and maybe get your wicked zone on. It sure would be startling if what followed was a crudely drawn spit take accompanied by an odd short exclamation. Yep, it would be. Blah. What? Just soda. Not great, but not that bad either. What's the big deal? We all need to settle down here. Yeah. Yeah. It flashes for a big... Uh, the, the image flashes for a second of blah. Yeah. And then, yeah, no. It's the, the iconic blah gif. It's just it's just soda. Yep. Like, you know. Yeah. I think we've talked about this. Fago, it's okay. Yeah. It's like dollar store soda. Right, right. It's it's easy to buy and then spray on people at a concert. That's the thing. Yep, exactly. Uh, and later still... A princess prepares to administer a universal remedy for the unawakened. Shit's burning down around her. Yeah. And she she's over Solux. Yep. Who, yeah, has kind of all his blood out of his body. Yeah, he's like bleeding out of his eyes. That's never good. Nope. When someone's bleeding out of the eyes, you know it went all bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. She picks up his torso. Yeah. Next. And she just goes in to smooch that bloody corpse. Yeah. That's, I mean, I get it. Fairy tales, all that. Right. But also, that's gross. Hey, you know. Yeah, you're, yes. Yes. Uh, she's, I just noticed also she's got like those like rubber bands kind of things. Or Oh, are, yeah. Those are probably bracelets, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that they're rubber, those rubber bands... Like, you know... No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Bands? Mm-hmm. I believe they're called. Uh, next. And Solix's Durst dream body suddenly wakes up. Yeah. I'm alive! Yeah. Blah. Cat car- Carcat? Blah. Yeah. Yeah, Carcat's not a fan of watching Fafari kiss his corpse friend. Carcat. And neither's Jack. Face palm. X2 Combo! Gamzy just fell over. Huh. Motherfucking miracles. Motherfucking miracles. Next. Hey, kid. I never got a chance to say how much I hate you. Every last one of you. Yeah, th- yeah. This is in the, the text. Yeah, this is exile text. Yeah. Uh, Next. Hey, we've zoomed out. We're back with Spade Slick in the future. He's lost his arm. He's locked in this facility. The keyboard's covered in blood. The red blood. Yeah. Next. Facepalm. X1 combo. Goddamn troll kids. Every time you turn around, they're smooching each other. Makes a man want to stab his own gut and puke blood. That's all these specific. <laughs> yeah. Next. And now we've zoomed out even further, and 
Someone's watching Spade Slick through a uh, fenestrated wall. Yep, and they appear to have troll horns. And badly done troll makeup. Yep. Next. It's Andrew Hussey. It's Andrew Hussey. It is like I'm the kid from the never-ending story. I was chased by some bullies into this fucking attic, and now I'm watching people, watching people, watching more people kissing and stuff, basically forever. How many metal layers removed this story can we get? This attic is spooky. I wish those bullies would just leave me alone. Later, I'm gonna ride a long magic dog through the sky and fuck their shit up. Yeah, I believe he has the Kanaya's shirt. Yeah, if I remember right, uh, Hussey is a Virgo, so yeah, he gave his troll Sona a Virgo shirt. Good, yeah. Uh, what's that uh, coming out of that window? That's... Yeah, the oil. Why is there oil in, like, Hussey land? I don't... Yeah, that's... He needs to clean up. Yeah. I mean, it is an attic, you know, it's not his. True. Uh, anyway, I'm glad his his fan troll became canon. Uh, you know, he paid that $10,000 is worth right, it. Right, right. Um, did you uh, ever see The NeverEnding Story? Uh, yes, that is that is a movie I've seen. Okay, maybe you can help me, because I haven't seen it. Oh, like, great. Do you want to explain this reference a little more to me? Okay, so yeah, he is, like, the main kid in it, he, uh, you know, is like lives in the real world. Okay. Uh, and he gets chased into an attic by some bullies. Okay. Although, it's, you know, it's at a school. I don't know why there's an attic at a school. Sure. I mean, it's like, a, it's a, it's like an old building, I guess, so... Right, right, right. Who knows? And he finds a weird book that is the never-ending story. Okay. And he reads it, and then that that is the, like, surrounding... That is, like, the, the bookends... Okay. ...of the main movie, which is, you know, about this kid who's traveling, you know, he gets a quest... Okay, okay. He meets all these people, uh, like, uh, Atreyu. He goes to the sadness swamp and his horse dies because his horse is too sad. Okay. Sounds like bullshit I just made up, but... No, no, I believe it wholeheartedly. Uh, So, I mean, does it do that thing where it's got, like, a lot of, like, nested layers of reality? A bit, like, mostly, I think there's just the one. Okay. But... Uh, there may be, like, at some point, someone may tell a story at which, at that point, like, that gets into another movie. You know, okay. Like, another kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then at the end, uh, Atreyu, who is a... I believe Atreyu is the flying dog. Okay. Kind of monster that was, like, built by Jim Henson Company. Yeah, I've seen the dog. Yeah. It, like, comes out of the book, and he, like, rides it, and, like, it scares off the bullies. Okay. And, like, then the movie ends with him, like, on top of it, so you don't really have to think about the implications of... <laughs> sure. Like, did this kid just imagine this? Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it leads to a lot of those popular, like, the kid died at the end stories. Oh, sure. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, it's all in his imagination. He was getting beaten up by bullies. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, there's another movie where... Like, I think the whole plot of that is... It's it, a lot worse, and it, the whole plot of it is, like, you know, like, oh, the characters from the book are now in the real world. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's go next. Let's go next. Ugh. This troll paint's making a mess. This was such a bad idea. Uh, MSPA, quick, become more meta while 
Andrew Hussey's brooding. And now we are looking at all of that through a nested, like, a screenshot of the page we were just on. Yep. Uh, next. Which is now a huge next. <laughs> and yeah. now we are zooming out further to see a a stick figure w- looking at all of this on their computer. And yep. the next symbol has gotten even longer. Yep, next. And they have pulled out a pistol because they're in the land of stumps and dismay. Which is a jailbreak reference. Yep. From because the main character killed himself after finding a pistol buried under a stump. Andrew Hussey employs a daring execution of author tech, laddered to self-indulgence behind his own back. It keeps happening. All MSPA readers make a solemn vow to do an acrobatic fucking pirouette off the stump and blow their brains out if it doesn't stop keep happening. I've seen that top image with the, like, the pistol kind Strife Specubus edited out uh-huh. okay. uh, on, like, forms a lot. Yeah, yeah. When someone makes a, a bad post. Yep, that makes sense. Because, hey, suicide's funny. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Andrew, Ozzie, okay, uh, get back to the story, jackass. Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I not going fast enough for you? Well, quite frankly, your majesty, I don't think you realize what kind of hell I've been through. Do you have any idea how long I've been trapped in this attic? Do you have any idea how fucking scary it is in here? Do you have even the slightest clue how many times that wolf head over there has scared the shit out of me? A wolf? Yeah, Yeah, that's a scary wolf. Is that Wolfhead from the NeverEnding Story? I don't remember that. Okay. Well, but, like, I spent a while since I've seen that movie. Sure. No, that's reasonable. Yeah, this is ridiculous. No, this is my life we're talking about here. Bullies, wolves, musty attics, huge spiders. Did I mention the spiders? Let me tell you, I got hella spiders up in this. Fuck, this horn fell off. Damn it. Piece of shit. I wonder if there's any glue in here. Ah, screw it. Do you have any idea how much power I wield over you? To what extent I can ruin the shit you step in with that squeaky clean Sunday loafer you use to stomp that bookmark and stamp that F5 key? Day goddamn in and day fucking out? Do you possess even the most infinitesimal kernel of cognizance for the degree to which I can make the shorn, shivering weasel that is the totem spirit representing your wretched fascination with this website's squeal and heart-rending remorse? It would be so easy. I could snap my gray, smudgy fingers right now and make you read all the troll romance exposition segments all over again, back to back to back to back. Huh, you don't think I'll do it? Oh my god.
there's all the troll romance exposition again. Yep. <laughs> not reading the second time. Might be on the recording, but it's not because I read it twice. Made for each other. Yep. Wow. That's what just happened. And he spiked a little cow. Booyah. All right, now you're definitely trolling us. Come on. <laughs> I started coughing, but I think that works. No, I think that works better. Yeah. Um, how to recap then? Hmm. Nah, I think we're good. All right, then let's let's reel it in. Yeah. Okay. I guess I've trolled you guys enough. Where were we? Oh yeah, slick. And there's gray, yeah, paint all over the keyboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's move this along. Bad enough you had to watch this broad smooch your corpse and this kid bawl his eyes out once already, even if it was centuries ago. Next! Yes, yeah, centuries ago. Yeah. And then we're back to the four, uh, you know, the four line next. Yeah. Next. Invalid syntax. Oh, for the love of... Why would they even design a button like that if it doesn't print the right advancement characters? You're getting really tired of mashing the equal key. Type equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, then equal sign, equal sign, next. <laughs> he does that and then just smashes his fist onto the next key. And he, yeah, he's still bleeding profusely. Yeah. Next. This moon is different. It's very purple and quiet. Doesn't look like anyone here is awake yet. Next. I like the yellow moon you were just dreaming about. Plenty of friends there, all up and around, making a racket. It was fun for a while, until you woke up with honey in your mouth, killed your Lucis, saved a princess, and died. Luckily you had a couple lives to spare. Next. Most other players only get one extra, but you're kind of a special case. So now we get to see, yeah, who's Durst, who's Prospit, and Solix is both. Because, of course. Of course he is, and Aradia doesn't have a dream self. Yep, because she's dead. So the the total count here, yeah, Solix is both, Feferi, Aridin, Nepeta, and Equius are all Durst, and Kanaya, Vriska, Tavros, Gamzee, Terezi, and Karkat are all Prospit. The blue and red team, if you will. Yeah, by and large, it just follows the blue and red team. Is there anyone not... Or am I well, just... just in that Solix is both, there's weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Boy! Huh? You there, red and blue eye boy! Hello! Oh, I remember this. I did not get the chance to formally greet you. I suspect this is what made you angry. But worry not. I've been brushing up on your troll etiquette. Pardon me while I consult the appropriate pages. It will only be a moment. Uh, yeah, CD is talking to... Yeah, yeah. He Solix. Is, he has both come out to greet him in person in the present, and he's typing at him. Yes. This book is very thick! Just what you need. Another voice of the imminently deceased invading your head. Haven't they caused you enough trouble already? Get it out! He's going crazy. Yep. And yeah, he... Like, I guess this could be a voice of the Emily Deceased, but also it could be someone typing for him. Yeah, I mean, he's used to voices in his head, so... Yeah. Troll etiquette sure is confusing. Get it out, 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 get it out! Oh, jeez. 
And, yeah, he's somehow psychically making the terminal in the club's deuce's uh, area go nuts. Next. And the whole thing explodes, revealing that his facility was like a big crab walker thing. Yeah. Let's all blast off. You've wasted enough time on sleeping and dying. You've got to get back to adventuring while the adventuring's good. And also change out of these stupid pajamas. Pachoo! And pachoo is all red and blue. Yeah. Let's get back to adventuring. The revived Mage of Doom returns to the land of brains and fire for a surprise rendezvous with the Witch of Life. Next. Hey, what the heck is going on here? The fairy's very surprised to see him again. Also, she has impaled a few brains and they're like leaking. This is weird. Yeah. Solix, I think, might have the worst land. Yeah. Just floating brains all over the place. Let's risk it. Let's get back to adventuring. Somewhere on the land of maps and treasure, the thief and the page plunder the untold riches of innumerable pointless side quests. This looks like a... Yeah, so this is, um, Vriska's land, right? Yeah, this is Vriska's land. And it was kind of, like, I thought for a second it was, like, Terezi's. No, hers is, um, uh, shit. Land, nope, I land, don't remember it. The land of shit? Yep, I don't remember hers land's name. That's fine. <laughs> Next. Yeah, they found a treasure chest. Her, Vriska's land reminds me a lot of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Next. Okay. I found a whole treasure chest full of boon bucks. John had to work so hard to get even one of those. Yeah, they found a whole... whole kickaboodle of boon bucks. Yeah. Next. Yep, Tavros is just like, wow! He's psyched. He's psyched. They seem to have worked out their differences temporarily, at least. He's not going to get any of those boon bucks. Nope. (laughs) He probably knows it. Yeah. He's just excited. Yeah. They got pretty colors. They sure do. Next. And now we're zooming out into a new terminal. Next. The thief is proving useless. Completely unresponsive to commands. He'll need to rely on someone else. Someone less stubborn. Someone craftier. Eighth aisle. Type switch two. And she's jumped over to Terezi. She? Luke. Yeah. She? Oh. Let's go next. Let's... (laughs) (laughs) While the Knight of Blood charges ahead, the Seer of Mind remains behind to unravel the mysteries of the land of thought and flow. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Damn it. Yeah. Seer. And this text box starts off black and it fades in like someone else's text we've seen before. I honestly forget who. Uh, Snowman. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Cigarettes But they fall like snow And I hear
She's on.